0: everybody welcome to episode number 181 of the classic gaming podcast today's date is september 18th 2022 i'm robert ring and with me as always is the as always wonderful mr j totaru
1: wow good afternoon how are you
0: i'm fantastic how about you
1: doing good doing good just uh living the dream if you will <laughs> that's, we're just about yeah.
0: that's great uh what fuck? You screw me up now. I don't know. I was sorry. gonna ask you something. Oh yeah. Well, no, I was gonna ask you. Uh, apologies that we had to push it off for one week again. Um, we uh, we just had stuff come up. So sorry to everybody for that. But uh, you get this for free. So actually, I'm not too sorry. How about you? Are you sorry? A
1: little bit, like four percent, maybe. Four
0: percent. So that's. I don't think that counts as even sorry. So yeah. <laughs> so both. Yeah. Neither of us are sorry. Um, but we do empathize. Jay, anything new with you or do we just need to jump into uh jump in is it time to jump into games?
1: I'm trying to think. Watch a lot of good shows right now. There's so much good TV. You start watching Loader yet? Loader? Lord of the Rings?
0: Oh no, I've heard did we talk about this? I've heard like some people say it's good and some people say it's really bad.
1: Don't listen to anybody. It's it's incredibly good. Okay, just, I think just give it a shot. I
0: think we did have this exact conversation. Yeah. And you told me to check it out. Okay, I you know I have not yet, um, but I Shouldn't will. We? I've been watching more Star Trek and also oh uh, yeah, and there's um, there's uh, an animated one, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks that my daughter and I both really love. So I've been watching that a lot, that cool. and we're still going through The Office, which is which has been great. So I'm watching three shows right now. I tried watching the boys that you told me to check out. I didn't really you didn't like it. I didn't dislike it, but it was, it was very like once for, for me, once I saw the first 10 or 15 minutes, like the, I watched the first episode. I don't even know. I don't know if I got through the first episode, like everything that happened after that point was extremely predictable. Hmm. Um, So I didn't really, I didn't, again, what they were doing is fine, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like anything, like, I just kind of could guess everything that was going to happen more. Like, not like ahead of time, but like when they have somebody doing some sort of dialogue, it's like, okay, I know where this is going. Let's move on to the next thing. Okay, this is what this person's saying. I know what's going to happen here. Like, I don't know. I just, it felt like they were kind of, it was a little bit by the books. Even though they're, taking like a twist it's like definitely a twist on the superhero genre once you catch a once like you catch on to what tone they're going for I felt like they didn't really do anything unexpected with it
1: it um, it definitely goes a little bit more. They start off. Kind of, I think that's the idea. it kind of like lulls you into a safe, like a spot of complacency. Okay. To make it even more ridiculous, I I could be wrong. All I know is when I because I, I I really don't like general superhero things. When I finished the first like three or four episodes of that show, I was just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, it, it if you don't like the first episode, you probably won't like the rest of it because it's that same kind of like, very dark uh inappropriateness to it i guess that's the right term like for instance
0: at the beginning or near the beginning they're talking about whatever like the you know they've kind of like corporatized the the superhero group and they have this big not a meeting but like a presentation um Mm -hmm. and like woman giving it is talking about like she's not talking about how how much good the superheroes are doing. She's like going on and on about like how profitable they are and how much movie, how much money their movie has made. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're, 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 it's just a money thing. Like, let's like, let's move on. And then it just kind of kept doing stuff like that.
1: They, they explore that more. I, I, I appreciate the perspective because I feel like in reality, that's how superheroes actually would be for me. I feel like they would not be the way that they are depicted in most movies. I feel like a big business would own them and they would just be an icon that sells more and more products and um yeah it's just products i don't know yeah
0: i I think Uh, you're probably right i just i felt like it wasn't really approached in a creative way but but again i didn't even finish the first episode maybe i should give it at least uh, that much
1: you don't have to give it a if you don't like it you don't like it i i really enjoy that show um if you don't like it by all means i would not like tell you you have to watch it.
0: (laughs) what's a show that you would say you have to watch it even if the person doesn't like it huh Cobra Kai. Really?
1: Cobra <laughs> Kai is, is, is god tier. It is the, like, just melodrama. Everything relates to karate. Everybody's fighting at all times. Just obscene, pushing the envelope of reality. It's so fucking stupid. I love every second of it.
0: Um. So even if you watched the first little bit, you're like, I don't like this. And you would say, no, you have to keep yep, going. Keep okay. watching it. Okay,
1: yeah. okay. There, there, it has it moments. It, it's just like, I just finished the most recent season, which came out like a week and a half ago. And it's just... It's just relentless. It's just so stupid, and the entire thing is just one big advertisement for Corus Banquet, which is just, which just adds to the level of fucking stupidity.
0: That's all. I actually know some people who are in some of the like newer episodes. Some of the guys from oh, my, really? Yeah, some of the guys from my gym are. You know Eric oh, Anders. Who?
1: Yeah, you know who else is in it? Sorry, who? Tyron Woodley.
0: Yes, yes. I think he might have. I'm not a hundred percent sure. He actually came to our gym to film something a while back and i wonder I, I wasn't there for it because I, I don't remember where i was i think i was like i don't remember what i was doing but i wasn't around at this point i wonder if it it might have been related to this because eric anders is in there i think my coach might even be in an episode like i haven't like i see them post stuff about it every once in a while and i don't really look into what exactly they're saying but yeah i think a couple of the guys from my gym are in like some of the newer episodes That's so funny yeah uh okay ch- I, I i need i at least need to check out the ones that they that they are in <laughs> so, it's only the
1: most recent season but yeah
0: okay so i'll check that out and uh and then go and then and then go from there maybe oh. uh okay let's talk about some news the biggest news uh of the century is that the new monkey island game that we know has been announced is coming out tomorrow what i'm pumped i've been wanting is that to that l- quick yeah, well, they uh, they announced the game at the beginning I want to say pff, four or five months ago, like not that long ago, but it was this year. Yeah, uh, and then they said that it is coming out this year. They just yeah. didn't have a date at first, and then sometime between the last, sometime since the last episode, they announced it, and it is tomorrow. So it'll be out by the time uh, this episode comes out. I'm gonna start playing it right away. Don't know if I'll have it. Finished, of course, by the next time we talk. But yeah, there's <laughs> a good chance. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm just like sitting there. I need like a new PC game, and I've been holding off on buying anything because I'm like, well, this is coming out, and that's probably all I'm going to be playing. Uh, so that's that, that's that's awesome. The the only other thing I have is that uh, it's been announced that Swickedon One and Two are getting uh, an HD remaster. It's I don't know why it's called, I mean, I don't, I I know that this is like the story title, but I don't know why they didn't just say Suikoden 1 and 2 HD Remaster. Technically it is called Suikoden 1 and 2 HD Remaster Gate Rune and Dunin Unification Wars.
1: Sounds like some Kingdom Hearts shit.
0: (laughs) It does. Yeah, it's good. It's not quite, but it is heading that direction. Not quite there. I mean those are that's just the title of the stories. Um but like the original games didn't have those titles, so like they were just called swing to one and two, so I think it's funny that it's not good enough just to call them the one and two HD remaster. You gotta they just have to keep rolling. Um uh, So title. Lisa and I
1: went to the library yesterday and we went into the section where they have like comic books and manga and stuff, and they had Kingdom Hearts manga there. Uh-oh. And I, I don't know which character this from Kingdom Hearts, but the character on the cover is sitting, like, anime-style on the ground and eating, like, a lollipop Or, uh, excuse me, a Popsicle. And on the the side of the... Co- or, like, the... What's it called? The spine of the book. Uh, they have a shorthand picture of it. So it just cut off of him sitting there with just this object protruding off the side of the book into his mouth. It could not <laughs> be better. You can't see his hand or anything. It's just a blue Popsicle... <laughs> It, it, like, I saw at the point, Lisa, like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, uh, I don't think this is supposed to be here. And then we looked at are like, oh, okay. That when we actually looked at the front of the cover and saw the full picture, it made a lot more sense.
0: Wow, That's
1: it, it was good. just great. I, I should take a picture and show you, but
0: should have. It's pretty great. Uh, so, 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 so this remaster is coming out next year, it's on all the things, um and uh oh, did i mention monkey island 2 is coming out or monkey island 2, no fuck what does it come out return to monkey island uh tomorrow i think it comes out at, it does it comes out i think it comes out at like 10, like it comes out a little bit earlier than games normally do I, normally when games come out they come out at exactly 12 in the afternoon my time but i think this one's coming out at 10 so okay. my day i don't have anything to do tomorrow oh shit i gotta i have to go to the dentist not anymore watch it out Okay. What games have we been playing, Jay? Um, you want to go first, or would you like me to?
1: up uh, to you. Do you do you have multiple you're going to talk to? I do. Yes. Maybe you go first, then I go, and we can
0: alternate. All right. Okay. Yeah. One, sure. Let's but, do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do that. I'm going to start off with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Oh man, they they have nailed it. I I know. So Konami is the publisher who was the de- digital eclipse was the developer of this collection. These guys fucking nailed it with this uh, collection of Ninja Turtles games. So this is a collection of classic Ninja Turtles games. Let me pull up the list. Okay. These are the games it has, I think it might've, we've, we've talked about this when it was originally announced, but just to recap, it. it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9 10, 11, 12, 13 games. Some of them are like different versions of the same one. But uh, just to go through them real quick, it's got the original NES Ninja Turtles game, the one that everybody hates, basically. Um, It's got the arcade game, the original arcade. It's got the arcade game port, which was on NES, which was called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. It's got uh, Fall of the Foot Clan, which was the first Game Boy game. It has the arcade version of Turtles in Time. It also has the... Super Nintendo version of Turtles in time it's got uh back from the sewers which was the second Game boy game uh radical rescue which was the third game boy game Jeez. the Manhattan project which was the third NES game the one that this was the one that came out after the arcade port for NES it's got the hyperstone heist which was a Genesis game uh, it was another it was a beat' em up I think the Manhattan project was a beat em up as well. Uh it's got Tournament Fighters. It's got it's got oh, that's well that's the last one. It's got three versions of Tournament Fighters, which I believe is all of them, all three versions, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and NES, which Tournament Fighters was was a Ninja Turtles fighting game. Um so first off, the sheer number of games they have on here is is pretty pretty amazing. Oh, it also expensive. For the uh, the original arcade game, the arcade version of Turtles in Time, uh, as well as Hyperstone Heist, which was Sega Genesis, and the Super Nintendo version of Tournament Fighters, those four have online multiplayer.
1: Whoa!
0: Um, th- beyond just the comprehensive nature of the games they have, the collection is amazing. They have. Let me let me pull. Let me pull up my notes. They have um, like a bunch of extras for like all of this stuff and even stuff like outside of the game. So they have scans of box art for all the games. They have scans of manuals for all the games. They have soundtracks for all the games. They have press releases, like stuff that people like normal people didn't even see, just things that they were sending to magazines to like let them know, hey, this is happening. And, you know, this and that is coming out. This is why you should love it. This, or I mean this is why you should be excited and tell people about it. Dang. They even have scans of magazine ads um which is really cool looking back at some of like the ads that were in, you know, like oh, Electronic yeah, like Gaming Monthly and GamePro and that kind of stuff. Um, so like they pretty much absolutely nailed it. They also have uh like particularly I I, I don't know, I haven't played Anything beyond just the first, beyond I played the NES one a good bit. I played the NES arcade one a little bit, um, and I played the first Game Boy one some. The Game Boy and the original NES are the ones I'm going to talk about today. Uh, at least on those, they they even have uh, an option to 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 keep like the screen flickering that would happen when like too many bad guys are on screen. You know how it's
1: <laughs> so funny. Like the lat- not the latency, but the lagginess, if you will. Like La- yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Lag- lag- lagginess and flickeriness. Uh, yeah. Really, It's really two different things almost. Um huh. They, you can, you can turn that on. You can keep that on or turn it off to just let it run. You know, like how they would have wanted it to run back in the yeah. day. Um, they have that they you know and of course not too surprisingly they have uh crt filters that you can do to make it look like you're playing on an old tv um or any you know, of course you don't have to keep that on uh you can also pull up like there are there are little like each game like has a little guide that you can pull it up and it'll kind of like give you like some advice on what to do just it's like it's, it's basically like a one page little strategy guide that they just kind of made for this to throw it in. Like the game boy one, it shows you where some little secret areas are that you could do little mini games to get bonus lives or something like that. Um, there's just like, I spent so much time before I even played anything, just flipping through and looking at box art, flipping through manuals, listening to the soundtrack for a minute, looking at press releases. And my, my favorite one is probably the magazine ads, which, which are really fun to look at. Um, So, like, more, better, probably the best extras I've ever seen in a re-release, like, you know, of classic games. I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just straight up awesome. So, the two that I've played for this one are uh, the original NES one and Fall of the Foot Foot Clan, which was the first Game Boy one. I uh, I did, like I said, I did play the... uh, the 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 first arcade one a little bit with one of my friends. Which is the
1: second one, technically,
0: well, like not the NES port of the arcade. Oh, okay, like the actual first arcade. Gotcha. Um, they, both of them are on here, but the one that I played with with a friend was the uh, was the actual arcade one, because uh, that's the one that's the, out of out of the original arcade. The one that has online multiplayer is the actual arcade one. Um, and like we were in a call, it was, it was the two of us and like a, in a third friend and he hadn't bought this yet. And, uh, so we were just, so we were going to play something else. And, uh, but, but me and him, me and it was my friend, Mike, me and Mike, like both had it. So we were like, well, let's just try it out. Just like, see how the multiplayer is for a second. And like our friend, Chris, just kind of (laughs) like sat there and waited on us. (laughs) We started playing like we couldn't stop playing. We went, we played like for the first, through the first full two levels before we were like, alright, alright, fine, we'll stop and play something that you can play. But like, that's how much fun we were having with it. It's it's wow. it's just awesome. So let's first talk about the original NES Ninja Turtles game. It's simply titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um this is one of the more infamous ones. I'm sure just about everybody listening to this podcast knows it by the um water level the water level yeah okay. <laughs> the water level i hate the level
1: so much
0: everybody hates the level
1: the Fucking seaweed.
0: <laughs> yep exactly the fucking seaweed it's and i don't know if you remember but there is also there are also little like electrical fields that turn on and off that you have to time yeah. just right to swim through so this is what, like maybe 20 minutes into the game or so, something like that? Yeah, it's
1: like the second level, isn't
0: it? Well, it's kind of an open world game-ish. Really? Um, yeah, you're, you remember the top-down perspective? I remember the o- overview, yeah. yeah. so you're, there's an overhead view, and you're going around, and like, first, like, what happens at the beginning is April gets kidnapped, and you, and you gotta go save her. What? Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: They took the story a different direction, I see.
0: <laughs> right, I know. It was, it's a big, uh... Ooh, there's an awesome bird outside my window. Um... They, they, yeah they, they took a big curveball on that one but april gets kidnapped and you got to go save her of course it's bebop and rock steady that you have to beat and you're you're it starts off in an overhead view and there are buildings that you can go in um some of the buildings you have to go in to like get farther because there's like you you basically go in and like there's a boss that you have to fight or you can okay. go down sewer holes some of some of the you know, some buildings you do or don't have to go in. Same with the sewer holes. Some of them you have to go into, like because like one pops out in a, in, a, in an area that you have to huh. get to, and it's it's not accessible in any other way. But some of them just like help you skip. Like some of them are better to skip because it's faster to get where you're going by not going. Like once you go into a sewer, then it turns 2D side scroller action game. Just like if just like when you're in a building, once you go into a building, it turns 2D side scroller action. And there's more bad guys and stuff. When you're in the overworld, there are some bad guys, but it's ba- it's mostly big trucks or like bulldozers that you just have to avoid or else they'll run uh, over your I forgot about forward. the bulldozers. Yeah, you got to avoid those. They're usually pretty easy to avoid. Um, but eventually you do have to start going into buildings and sewers and stuff. That's where the bad guys for the most part are. That's where most of the action takes place. And even then, it's pretty tough um like the there is a lot of stuff happening a lot of the time there are many bad guys on screen usually at once and it, and it does the classic nintendo th- side scroller thing of there will be platforms and then you'll jump from one to the next and as you're jumping some something flies off screen that's going to yes. come hit you and so it's like not impossible to avoid but very very difficult a lot of the time to avoid uh you get to switch between the turtles um,
1: yeah, don't they have like individual life pools?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, they, okay. they do. They have individual life pools and you can switch from one to the other at any time. So oh, any time? Yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. Anytime you want. Uh, so it's generally good to not, you know, once one gets low on health, don't let them die because once they die, it's... Uh, lives to bring back dead characters are are much more rare than finding pizza which refills their health. So I always love
1: the fact that pizza is, is their thing. But yeah,
0: I mean, it, it's it's perfect, right? That's that's pretty much how it is in every Ninja Turtles game. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, well. So. But yeah, you you if you don't let them get, die, then good chance you'll find some pizza, and then you can switch back to them and get the pizza and, and fill their health back up some. Uh, most people probably also remember that Donatello is by far the best character. Yep. Because not only does he have the most range, but he also does the most damage. <laughs> But really does he I didn't realize that different characters do different amounts of damage and I and I think it's just there are two levels of damage they do huh. like a little bit of damage or a little bit more damage is pretty much how it is um okay. I was playing as Raphael who is the worst cuz he has no range whatsoever I to say Raphael
1: and Mike, Mikey have to be garbage Mikey
0: is pretty bad but he actually has like kind of some up and down range a little bit and a little bit more <laughs> horizontal range Raphael, he, he doesn't even extend his arm. He barely I, sticks his hand out. I remember this. And he spins the Psy yeah. around. <laughs> you remember that? It just spins around. I do remember that, actually. <laughs> he doesn't even stab with it. He just spins it. Uh, so So his range is absolute shit. But I noticed when I was using him... That he did that he that I was able to kill some guys in one hit that were taking two hits with other characters, and that was when I was like, Oh wow, I didn't realize that some of them do more damage. I guess that's why Donatello has so much range, he probably has less damage. So then I switched back to him and I realized he does just as much damage as Raphael. So he has the most range and the most damage. So like Donatello is just the like, you know, straight up the most powerful Good. turtle out of all of them don't know why that is but that's just how it happened for whatever reason. Uh what I would normally do is if I was on a tough part like especially on the uh on the water level where yeah. you, you can't attack I would use Raphael as much as Smart. possible because you know, I just get his health down and save the you know, save save health for the guys who are going to make better use of it and, and be more powerful. Um so yes, the after you beat uh Bebop and Rock Steady and save uh April, then they're like, well, I guess we're all done here." And then they go back home and they're ha- they're like, you know, their base has been ransacked and Splinter's missing. So now Splinter's missing and you got to go save Splinter. Um in the meantime, the Foot Clan has set up time bombs or i guess they're time bombs they've set up some sort of bombs in the Hoover dam uh and they're going to just <laughs> they're just going to blow it up so you have to go diffuse the bombs just in the wa- which are just in the water uh to save the dam as we talked about a minute ago this is the level that everybody hates cuz it fucking sucks and it's really hard uh so first off the controls are just as bad as underwater controls in any Nintendo game are uh it's it's they suck the controls suck there are as you're swimming around there are little areas where there are as i mentioned electrical fields that like go they stay on for a little bit and then they stay on for much longer of a period than they turn off for of course so yeah of course so you got to sit there and wait on them and then while you're waiting, eventually it'll turn off and you got to go straight through or else they're going to hit you when they come because they come back on so fast. This is all timed. The level is timed and it I is a I'm going to mention
1: that. Yeah. yeah.
0: The level is timed and they do they do not give you just about any leeway on the time. Like you have to play it and die over and over again to figure out first off what the best path is because there are different paths oh, yeah. you can take from screen to screen. Figure out where the where all the bombs are, what the best quickest paths to get to them are. Like, because if you have to turn if you missed one and you have to turn around to go get it, you're you're not going to have enough time to finish it. Like, you might as well just start over. You're dead. Um, and then so there's that. There are some parts that kind of like suck you down uh, into seaweed, and there are some parts where there's just seaweed and it doesn't suck you in. There are some parts that kind of suck you in towards seaweed, and you just have to mash A or B or whatever it is to swim really hard to get away from it. Oh, but I
1: didn't know you could get away once to you get touched by it. I yeah.
0: It was dead. No, no, no. So the seaweed, uh, when you touch it, it it damages you. It damages you. It's like electrical seaweed or something like yeah. that. I think is the idea. Um, there is one part in particular where it's a whole screen of like a looping pattern. You start off at the bottom, you go up, you go to the left, you go up to the top of the screen, you go to the right, you go to the down a little bit, and then you go to the right to the far end of the screen. Like, no mercy. With just the bare minimum space in between, like with seaweed above and below you, or to the left and right, like the path that you're taking, there's seaweed on both sides of the path all the way through. And again, with the controls being terrible, this means that it's very, very difficult to swim through the seaweed without taking a ton of damage. This is where you will definitely die if you're playing it for the first time, Uh, especially if you don't have like, you know, this is again, 20 minutes or so into the game. So you might be really low on life on your like alternate characters and stuff like that. So you don't necessarily have three or four characters with a lot of health to keep switching through like, you're probably getting pretty low on some, if not most or all of them at this point. Um, So if you can get through that, then it's still a matter of like getting through the rest of the level with enough time to spare. Uh, There are some time bombs where they're like on the other side of two electrical fields that are really close to each other. It's already hard enough to get through one in time. It's, I don't even know if there's a way to get through both of them without getting hit. Like I wasn't able to do it. It So on some of these parts, there is kind of like a current, you can't see it, but you can kind of tell your character is getting sucked into it. So if you time it right, going in, then the current kind of helps push you through fast enough, but then you got to come back out. So now you're coming back out through two electrical fields that turn off for like a second with the current pushing against you. <laughs> I don't. I. I don't think there's a way to get like out of those parts. There, it, it, it's only on one or two of the bombs, and there are I think seven of them that you have to defuse. You have to um, do
1: seven bombs.
0: Yeah, you have to do seven. I don't think there's a way to get out of this one or two without like literally without taking damage. Like the seaweed part, I think is theoretically possible to get through without taking damage, even though it's practically impossible. Yeah. Uh, on the on on this part, I don't. I don't think you can do it without taking damage. Um. So yeah, uh, I was finally able to do it after. It took me probably twenty tries. Now I have the benefit of save states, which this game does have, or this collection does have. But one okay. thing, one thing they do with the save states, which I actually like, but I, I have a feeling most people won't, is that you can only have one save state per game. Huh. Um. Which means, if you save, you know, when all your guys are low on health and you're in a bad spot, then you're kind, you've kind of screwed yourself, and you're going to have to start over. Yep. But I like that they made you at least have to be conservative with your saves, and you can't just save nonstop. You know? Yeah. Um, Save scum, if you will. Yeah, you can't really save scum. Like, you can save, but you still have to like, you still have to be good. Uh, Yeah, I kind of like that limitation Um, what I did even before I realized this just as a point of like just basically to to make a point to myself. I saved just I didn't save during the middle of the water level. I saved at the very beginning because I you know, there's already no doubt that I was going to die, but I didn't want to like cheat it and save in the middle. I wanted to like prove to myself that I could get through the damn level. Like legitimately, so I saved at the beginning of it, and like I said, it probably took me about twenty tries, but I finally, finally got through the damn thing. Um, then after that, it's back to the normal stuff, you know, top-down parts where you're going into buildings, going into sewers, fighting. You know, there's more difficult bad guys, um, and you're and it's and you're you know fighting the occasional boss and going on and doing the same stuff. You do get the turtle like van. Uh, oh, yeah. For the overworld, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got guns. You can shoot the other... You can shoot the bulldozers. Oh, that's cool. hmm So it's pretty fun. I like how they, you know, they kind of reward you for getting through it. You get a cool little car to drive around. I didn't... I didn't beat the game. I didn't get too much farther. I probably got about 30 minutes or maybe an hour past the water level. Um... But the game is still, like... It's not water level hard, but the rest of it is still pretty tough. Um... And like after I played for another hour, I was like, okay, you know what? I I get it. I remember this now, and I've I don't know if I if I care to play through the whole game just to do it. Like I got the nostalgia, which there's plenty of. I I really had a fun time. As hard as it is, as bullshit as it is on some uh, at some points, I did have uh, a good time just kind of like reliving it. Because uh, just because I remember just playing this a ton when I was little, because you know even when you have hard or bad games when you're little, a lot of times that's just what you have to play for a while. So that was, that was fun kind of reliving it. Uh, if you don't have, if you didn't play this when you were little, I think it's, it's probably worth checking out just as like a cultural thing, just to kind of like, yeah, see, I say. <laughs> just, just to have the experience, but you're probably not going to actually enjoy it. Um, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. One one funny thing is that some sometimes you'd get to a boss fight and it would like so when you get to a boss it's just like in part of a level usually but like all the bad oh, guys yeah. have cleared out and maybe you're at the end of a building or the end of a sewer or something and then it's and then the music changes and you can't keep scrolling left to right anymore the screen is kind of locked and you fight the boss. That would happen sometimes, but it would just be like a normal bad guy that doesn't t- that did not even have extra health <laughs> like i don't know what they were doing but every once in a while you're like oh shit here's the boss music and then it's just like a bad guy that you hit two or three times and he dies so that was pretty funny um but uh yeah there's 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 tmnt for nes for you it's if you've played it, it's probably exactly what you remember. That's how it was for me. If you haven't played it, it's probably exactly what you expect having heard it. If if not, maybe even a little bit more difficult. Because as I said, even though the, yes, the water part is the most difficult, at least from what I've played, and that is the most memorable, but the rest of the game is also still pretty tough. It's it's not, it's definitely not easy.
1: Did you, uh, did you play the new game they released for Switch that's based off of the old, um... Are you talking about Shredder, Shredder's
0: Revenge? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, it's not just on Switch, but yes, I've, I've played it.
1: I beat that game, and I hated it. I thought it was so boring and just repetitive and way too... Really? Just, yeah, like the, the mechanics of the game were just so boring to me. Lisa and I played it a bunch together, and it's just like, ah...
0: They are... The, the mechanics are repetitive and boring, yeah. and I, th- I think if you don't have a nostalgia for... Not even necessarily the games, but just Ninja Turtles in general... Um, like did you like Ninja Turtles: Growing Up? Yeah,
1: I love the Ninja Turtles.
0: Did you shows. huh? Yeah. And you and you still didn't really like cuz I felt I 100% agree the mechanics it's just the same as any old beat 'em up game. There's there's nothing special about it. But like I loved the graphics. I liked it for the same reason that I also still really like Turtles in Time. Like the envir- like basically the game just like looks awesome. And that's when I'm playing a beat 'em up, I don't really care too much about the mechanics. I just want to see <clears throat> I just want to see cool things, and that and that did it for me. And I thought the music was great too.
1: Yeah, well, it's, I, I don't know what I really what I expected. I mean, the old em ups can be very frustrating and stupid, so I'm not I'm not gonna like criticize like, oh, this game was advertised, you know, falsely. Like, no, yeah. it was pretty spot on. Just really wasn't wasn't enjoyable to me. Gotcha. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I yeah. can see that. But yes, it is. It is I feel like they exactly got what they were trying to go for, and, and I enjoyed it. But yeah. I could I can definitely see some why you know not everybody would. Um, okay, so that's Ninja Turtles for NES. Um, why don't so? All right, Jay, I know. So we're gonna have to cut here in a minute because Jay's gotta head out, and then we're going to continue yep. the episode um, tonight. We've got about what ten minutes right now.
1: Ten minutes. here.
0: Yep. Why don't I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and talk about my next one because it's pretty short, and I and I want okay. you to have more than ten minutes to talk about yours. So right. uh, if that's cool with you, then I'm gonna just continue on here.
1: That works perfectly.
0: All right. So I'll just talk about, uh, fall of the foot clan real, real quick. This might not, this probably won't even take 10 minutes. Fall of the foot clan, uh, is the first game boy, uh, Ninja turtles game. It is pretty much as like basic and simple of a game as you would expect it to be. You are the, you, again, you pick which Ninja turtle you want to play. You, you, you don't get to change on the fly. Um, but you do pick at the beginning of each level who you want to play as. And it is a side-scroller where bad guys come at you from the left and the right, and you kill them as you progress to the end of the level. That's it. That's it? That's it. Oh, wow, damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I'd like, cut out for a second
1: or something. No,
0: I don't know what else to say about it. Yes, there are sometimes there are different bad Like, there are Foot Clan bad guys, of course. Sometimes there are the little Mauser robots. That, that's what they're called, right? Mausers. I
1: think so. Yeah, I can't remember.
0: Um, there are so like some of the. Like, I got to. The, I, I only got three or four levels in. There are some flying robots eventually mixed in with the Foot Clan, but it's like nothing changes from level to level. It's just the backgrounds look a little bit different, and and which I talked about loving the you know, different backgrounds and stuff on the sure. on the beat 'em ups, but. On Game Boy, that's you're getting a much more limited variety with the background, so that really isn't enough to do much. Um, yes, this game came out in 1990, and it was a mo, it, you know a mobile, It was a handheld game, so it has it. You know that that's understandable. That is very limited in its gameplay. Basically, kids just wanted to have something to do in the car ride when they were going from one place to another. And this, especially at that time, this satisfied that. Yes, for sure but there's nothing really interesting or special about the game even one level was was don't get too scared it was an underwater level
1: oh no but uh.
0: the mechanics were exactly the same you're just walking underwater and you're not even slower or anything like you jump the same exact height you move the exact same speed like nothing no, like literally nothing changes mechanic wise besides just The only difference is you see like water, you see the top of the water above your head and there are fishes coming at you and like, you know, more basically flying, uh, instead of robots flying at you. That's, that was all, (laughs) that was the biggest thing that happened. Uh, so yes, I love the fact that they had it on here. It's not a great game. It's not, it's not one that I would say you, you need to check out by any means. Um, even, even less so than the, than the NES one. I would recommend everybody check out the NES one, even though it's not good. This one, I don't really... There's there's no reason to check it out, you know, unless you're just curious, which, which, which I was. And like I said, I played about the first three or four levels, probably less than an hour. And I was like, okay, I see everything that this game has to offer. Okay, so we had to take a quick... Well, <laughs> we were planning on taking a break That's for a quick. couple hours... Uh, cause Jay had to go do some stuff and then I basically fell asleep. So it, we are picking up now, um, <laughs> more than 24 hours after we took a break since, uh, right before you're hearing this, I think I had just finished talking about fall of the foot clan for game boy. Jay, um, I think our plan was for you to go next and then we'll come back to me with my third game to wrap it up. Does that still work for you?
1: That works for me.
0: Real quick, though, before we get to that, I want to say that, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Monkey Island is coming out. What oh, yeah. is now today, and I've had a chance to play it for probably about forty-five minutes, maybe an hour. That's it. <laughs> yeah, because I had like I had a dentist appointment today, and I had like some errands that I had to go run, okay. uh, things like that. So and stuff just kept just kept coming up. Um, but it is it is pretty much just outright awesome like completely lives up to what a monkey island fan expects it, they they the writing perfectly perfectly captures the feel of the original okay. games oh man i am so far like i haven't even gotten very much into many puzzles yet there's the way it's the way it's kind of uh, structured is that the first little bit of the game is more or less kind of a little tutorial area that just kind of teaches you, teaches you basic, like this is kind of like what the puzzles are going to be like. You're going to have to pick up objects and use this on that and do stuff. just kind of teaches you how to play the game. Then you kind of, then it kind of shifts a little bit and gets into the, like what is like the meat of the game. And then, and at that point, it's very similar to the the first Monkey Island game, not not only because you are you start off on the island that you start off on the first one, but you all, you have like you basically spend a little bit of time walking around, talking to people, just getting a feel for the environment, getting a feel for like what's going on on the island, and kind of figuring out what problem like what problems you need to figure like what sure. what you need to solve, and then like the puzzle solving begins. I, I've Right now I'm kind of at the part where I've just figured out like all the things that I kind of need to do and what my goal is. And now it's time to kind of start going around and figuring out how to solve the puzzles. So I can't speak to like the puzzles and all that very much, but um, they have absolutely nailed it with the writing so far.
1: I'm really happy to hear that. That has to be a huge relief for you. It,
0: It really is. And I, and honestly, I wasn't, I was pretty optimistic that it was gonna okay. live up to it, so it wasn't really something that I was worried about. Maybe just because I was just blindly excited about it. Sure. <laughs> but for but for whatever it's worth, like so far they've absolutely nailed it, and I am very much loving it. And from what I hear, I haven't read any reviews, but from what I have seen, is that people are saying that it's been getting very good reviews. Good. Um, That's awesome to hear. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very excited and I'm loving it so far, and every well, not everybody, I guess many, many other people seem to be liking it as well, so if you're kind of on the fence, particularly if you, well, I say, if you're if you're a Monkey Island fan and you're on the fence, that's kind of weird, <laughs> like, you probably have just already bought this if you're already a fan. If you haven't played the Monkey Island games, I would still recommend playing the first two before you play this one, although they do have a little thing that'll kind of catch you up very, very briefly on the story leading up to this, if you just don't want to do that. Uh, but I would still recommend playing the uh, just at least the first two before you get into this one. So there is my quick rundown on Return to Monkey Island. I'll talk about it more once I finish it. Let's get back to let's get back to our programming. Jay, what have you played for this episode of the Classic Gaming Podcast?
1: Sure. And Before I say that, I just want to say I'm really happy that it turned out to be really good for you because I know if it didn't, that'd be. Uh... A big uh, dampener for
0: you. It would, it would, it would have been. So yes, thank you. I'm, I'm very excited.
1: Cool. Uh, apologies if I have to pause periodically. I talk a lot. Talk a lot at work, and so I may at times have to stop and like drink water and stuff because I I, just, I usually lose my voice towards the end of, uh, of the workday. So okay. uh, for this episode of the podcast, I played Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis.
0: Ooh, wow.
1: Yeah, came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And you'll never guess where I got this idea from.
0: I'm gonna it's either Gaming J or Snes drunk. I'm gonna go with Snes drunk. No? Nope.
1: Nope? I told you I told you who it was yesterday. Not not specifically, but like I alluded to
0: it. I uh, don't I don't remember.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> you don't even listen to me anymore. Uh, it was Probably. tasteless, oddly enough. He was oh, talking about it for oh, a while. Oh really? Okay. They it was so funny. I was I was kinda of talking to Robert about this yesterday. It was I've been watching a lot of old GSL VODs for StarCraft 2 from like the early twenty twenty tens,
0: if you will um gsl and for anybody who do not know gsl was like the the premier uh like pro league for starcraft 2
1: yeah in korea which is where everybody competed so yeah. well the commentators are they were very good uh they still are but they uh there was a lot of downtime so especially in the early days uh as you remember robert the chant we want land." uh in the early days what would end up happening is, oh, is yeah. if, if there were issues in the game they would pause try to fix the issues and if they can't they have to rerun the game so because
0: the technology is just not there <laughs>
1: I know it's in, it's in every other game it's just not Starcraft it's crazy it was even
0: in the first Starcraft but they can't put it yep. <laughs> just it just won't work
1: yep and so they had a lot of downtime between games so they're talking about like their favorite games and one of the commentators went on a tangent about Gunstar Heroes and I was like I know that name I just haven't I just don't remember what it was so I was watching videos of it, and I'm like I'm gonna play this this actually looks really fun uh so I played it for the podcast Uh, This came out in 1993 for the Sega Genesis. Uh, This is a run-and-gun style game uh, where you play as... I don't even know the character's name. It is single-player or multiplayer. Um, I didn't play any multiplayer. I only played single-player. And the idea idea of the game, obviously, is you're running run-and-gun. It's uh, 2D, so you're running uh, from left to right, predominantly. And as you do it, there is a multitude of bad guys or different bad guys that will spawn um, and they usually spawn in very high quantities and your object- objective is obviously to eliminate them um as you start the game you have the ability to choose between a fixed uh stance or a free stance so the fixed stance uh enables your character to basically stand still stationary uh, while you are shooting. So you can basically like paw, like stand in position and shoot all, a bunch of different angles if you need to depending on where the bad guys are. A free stance allows you to continue moving while you are shooting in, in a specific direction. When you start the game as well, you get to pick one of four weapons. There's the homing shot, which is without question the inspiration for one of the weapons from, which um, whatchamacallit, Cuphead. If for those who played Cuphead, the homing shot, it's exactly the same. It's even a green arrow, just like the one from from Cuphead, which is pretty darn funny. Uh, And it does the exact same mechanic. There's the lightning blaster, which I didn't use too much. The flamethrower, which I used uh, almost the entire game. The flamethrower is insanely good. And then there was one called Stage, I think is the name of it. And I didn't use that one either. I only used the homing shot and the flamethrower. Uh, you have two weapon slots, and you can get a secondary weapon during the fight or during the levels, which you can alternate between. And you can also combine them at a certain point, which I didn't really understand how the mechanic worked too much. But uh, generally speaking, when you would get enough, when you got a, a decent amount of weapons going, it made a significant difference. And the flamethrower was supposed to be like a shorter range ability where you could basically shoot, you know, in an arc around yourself to protect yourself from incoming things. But the 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 uh, what's it called? The diameter of the actual. Um, reticle, or not the reticle, but like the area that the flamethrower would impact is very large and it does a substantial amount of damage. I found this to be like the most effective weapon against bosses in particular. It just has like insane, insane DPS, more than anything else I could find. And because of the area of the shot, it made it extremely easy to hit bosses, especially when they were like in motion, or if you're only able to hit them for a couple seconds before they would, you know, do something or phase in and out of the fight. Uh, Throughout the game, you're obviously beating up bad guys. There are certain bad guys that drop items. Um, Your health is very interesting in this game. It's not like you would think where it's like three hits and you're dead. You actually have a a stat called Vitality, and it's basically just a pool of like 100 Vitality, like 130 Vitality. And if you get hit, you lose five or ten points. And if you uh, get uh, a Vitality like cell or whatever it is thing that heals you it gives you like 50 to 30 hp so you actually can take a significant number of hits the one challenge is but you're is, not
0: is vitality it, it is hp right it's not yeah, yeah it's just the HP. Kind of okay
1: yep great question um and so the thing the interesting thing is like in a lot of games like this when you get hit you usually become invulnerable for like one second or something like 1.5 seconds in this game that i don't think that's the case i don't think you're vulnerable for more than like a tenth of a second if you get if you get like cornered by something you can basically get juggled until your character bounces enough around to where you get away from them to where you're not being hit anymore which can be really annoying especially on bosses that like they, they have mechanics where they'll move around on the map and sometimes they'll box you to a corner and they will just bully beat down you into the corner and just deal you know half your life bar in one one like session of getting hit so which can be pretty brutal. Uh, Throughout the levels, there are many bosses that are pretty straightforward. Kill them before they kill you. They have really simple mechanics. And then usually at the end of the level, there's a boss that you have to defeat. Uh, And I forgot to mention, before you start the level, you get to choose one of four levels to start with. And after you beat the level, then you go to the next one, kind of like Mega Man in that regard, where you you can pick the ordering of the the levels you want to do. Uh, and certain levels were definitely harder than other ones so there was probably a right way to go about it i just did them randomly just to try them out and see what the different levels were like Mm -hmm. certain ones were definitely easier than others so there's i I honestly think it's probably the ordering that they're listed in is the easiest way to do it so that you just don't waste too much of your health uh when you finish a level you do get healed and if you die i don't know that you can ever die for good i think you go back to a checkpoint with like 100 vitality aka hp
0: so so there's Um, like no such thing as a game over is that what you're saying
1: I didn't get one and I died a lot. Okay. So it it didn't say like there was a number of continues as well. Like every time I would do a continue, uh, it wouldn't tell. And like one of the times I got to a boss and I just sat there and continued over and over and over trying to beat it uh, because I just could not figure out how to do one of the mechanics that it was doing. Okay. Um, music is really good. Like surprisingly, really, really good. The, the visuals, again, they're really great. They're easy to understand. Um, and what's really surprising is there's not any issues with like frame rate or mobs like going transparent randomly because of how much is going on there are times when there has got to be 15 different sprites on the screen at once there's a lot going on and the game does not slow down uh from what i could tell at all and i will say usually on emulators you will see those issues on the emulators as well so if the actual system had it the emulators will also really have which i don't think is a big surprise but this right. game in particular i was really surprised it didn't have any of that slowdown or any issues with like my character like going transparent, or the mobs around me becoming partially transparent.
0: I, th- I think that was I think for I think Sega Gen- Genesis games were generally known for doing a good job of keeping up with with that kind of stuff. Um, that
1: makes sense. It's it, just really impressive. Like it is when impressive. you play this, it's just it's kind of crazy.
0: It is impressive, but it was mostly I believe Super Nintendo, like Nintendo obviously, but also like sure. Super Nintendo. That really had trouble keeping up when there was a whole lot going on, and I think, again, I could be wrong, but I believe that was a, a kind of a common thing for the Genesis. Was it was it was generally able to handle a lot of stuff going on at once with, without doing that.
1: My my like, the quintessential issue of that issue for me is uh, UN Squadron for Super Nintendo. Mm. That game because there's so much going on between <laughs> all the different aircrafts and ground units, and then there's obviously the bullets that are going around that game always had latency issues
0: for me. So that's kind of why makes sense. Yeah, I I believe it for sure. And um, back to what you're saying about the graphics. So I've, I've played this a couple times, not, I don't know why, but I've never gotten very far, even though it's an awesome game. Like I've, I've Mm -hmm. launched it a few times on the Sega Genesis mini and it's an awesome game. And both times I've played it for like 30 minutes and then, thought to myself like, okay, I'm going to come back to this tomorrow and play it some more. And then I just never have, I don't know why. Cause it's awesome. But yes, the graphics are really like, it's about as good as it gets on Sega Genesis.
1: Yeah, and the one thing I want to say on the graphics as well is it's very legible. You know, with everything going yes. on on the screen, it's really easy to tell where you are, where the bad guys are, like what's good, what's bad. It's really easy to determine that. There are a lot of games like this where it gets extremely visually overwhelming and you're just like like Contra. Like you're just kind of like, I, I'm over it. Like I'm getting hit by shit. I don't even know where it is. Like I don't even know where the guy came from. I'm getting hit by something, right? So mm-hmm. I really appreciate it about this game. It was very easy to understand where I should and shouldn't be. So Awesome. I think that's it. Let me double check my notes. Yeah, I'll just say again, the music was awesome. If uh, you had a chance to, to listen to it, the, music, the soundtrack for it was pretty, pretty cool. So,
0: Okay. Um, so that's it for you, right? Yep. Gunstar Heroes, that's definitely a solid one.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed by it. I, I, like I said, Tasteless was hyping it up a lot. I'm like, man, I, I know this game. I believe I rented it at one point, And then I was like, Reading through it, I'm like, this game. It, I watched a couple videos. I'm like, this looks really fun, honestly.
0: So it's funny. Like, I don't, I don't remember the time that he talked about that, but I can perfectly hear his voice in my head. Like when they're in the middle of like technical difficulties, oh, yeah. like you were saying, him just, just going on and on about how awesome Gunstar Heroes was. <laughs> like, I can perfectly hear that in my head. Anytime
1: there's any issues, I'll just be like, Artosis, what's your favorite Sega Genesis game? And then I'll be like, you know, blah, always blah, blah. like, mine's Gunstar Heroes. <laughs>
0: Awesome. It's great, great
1: filler.
0: He does a great job of it. So. One, time, one time uh they were they were on one of those like tangents just trying to come up with something to talk about and they got they got talking about like mythological gods. Of course. <laughs> and and um Artosis said something about like Poseidon, I think. <laughs> and Tasteless goes completely serious, he goes was he the one with the Achilles heel? <laughs> and Artosis goes, uh, no, that was Achilles. <laughs> he,
1: he's a very like well-read individual. I'm surprised. I what if he was, he had to be memeing, I feel like, cause that's such like, a... no,
0: he, cause he was after he said, he was like, oh shit, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. He, he's, he's very intelligent. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't, get that from listening to him commentate for very long but he's a very well-read individual
0: so yeah he always he always came across as pretty smart yep. okay uh back to me now i got my last game for this episode uh resident evil 2 i Oh cool. Yeah, i've been on a um kind of like a resident evil kick lately. I don't know if you remember but mostly with the newer uh games so I did play, if you remember, the original Resident Evil for the podcast, like, not too long ago, like, maybe two, two or three months ago, um, and the my, my thoughts on that were that it did a great job of, like, creating the atmosphere that it was going for, but, like, the gameplay was kind of a chore. Um, story was good, atmosphere was good, it was scary, but gameplay wasn't very fun. Um. Over the past year-ish, I've played the most recent, the most recent Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil Village. I played uh, the the Resident Evil Two remake, probably about six months ago, and I fairly recently played Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Wow! Uh, Village Biohazard. And the Resident Evil 2 remake are all pretty new. They absolutely loved all of them. I thought they were cool. really, really awesome games. And so I decided to go back. Um, I was like, you know, it's time to go back. Since I'm loving these so much, I want to go back and play Resident Evil 2. Now get, get, Like, start working on some of the originals a little bit more once again. Even though I didn't think the very first one was all that great. Um, so it's time for Resident Evil 2. This came out, uh, this was PlayStation 1, came out in 98, and it is leaps and bounds better than the first Resident Evil game. It's like they took all of the good things about Resident Evil and kept them. It was like the perfect refinement of the first game. They got all of the good stuff, kept all of it, got... 90% 90% of the bad stuff got rid of all of it made a new game in a in a new setting uh with new characters and they nailed it Damn. um about the only complaint that i have is not even much of a complaint the only complaint is that they still use ink ribbons to save your game which means huh. you ha- you have you have to, you know, you go find a typewriter and you have to have an ink ribbon to use on the typewriter to save your game, which means there are a limited number of times you can save your game in a playthrough, but they give you plenty of ink ribbons, so it's not okay. even an issue. Every time you find a typewriter, all I except for maybe one of them, I believe almost every single time you find a typewriter, it has two ink ribbons right there. Whoa, whoa um and then you find others like kind of just throughout you know the the world and so i finished i'm i might not have even used half i might i probably used about a little less than half of the ink ribbons that i found in the game so that's crazy yeah so there are plenty even though you still have to use them there are plenty to where it's not an issue um so the the setup for this one Obviously, it's a it you know it takes place after the first one, or maybe not. Obviously, it takes place after the first one. You're in Raccoon City. Um, the kind of quote unquote zombie uh, outbreak is is happening, and um, you know actually, I say it takes place after. I wonder if it kind of takes place semi concurrently. No, 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 no. It definitely takes place after the first one. Um, you pick between two characters you can play as leon who is a cop or claire who is like just like kind of some random girl on a motorcycle that shows up and kind of gets caught up in it um they meet up together very early uh like very like basically first thing almost first thing that happens is they meet up in the game but then they get separated um and the the one you play is based on which disc you put in. So it's two discs. One of them has a picture of Leon. One of them has a picture of Claire. Whoever you want to play as, you you just you use that disc. Uh, and both of the scenarios are a little bit different because you know when they get split up, one character has to go this way, one character has to go the other way. You both end up like in the same build. Like so, the the bulk of the game at least. for... The fir- at least where, where it starts off it takes place as, a, as opposed to a mansion which was the first one this one takes place primarily in a police department um you, so you you both characters you know go through the same areas the same parts of the game but it's like a little bit different pathway because of the way doors are locked and you have to find this and that to, to get through different doors and you got to find keys and all this stuff Um, It's just the scenarios are are slightly different. You will encounter slightly different things. The stories are a little bit different, but you generally do the same stuff more or less. Um, It is... The gameplay is very much like the first one. Um, It is tank controls, third-person viewpoint. It's kind of a... It's an action horror game, but, but... Not much focus on action, like more focus on kind of just survival. I mean, it it calls itself a survival horror game. That's what it is. Uh, You are going around the police station, as I said earlier, basically trying to find out how to to get out of this place. Like zombies have have overrun the town, and you're trying to, like, just get out safely. Um, As you're exploring the police station... uh, you're coming across all these locked doors and of course other, you know, more zombies and, and other kind of monsters as you would expect from the resident evil series. And as you're doing that, you're finding keys to uh, that, you know, that to unlock certain doors. And there are, there are, you know, fairly easy puzzles that you come across that you have to solve to, to unlock other stuff. Um, getting new weapons finding uh, ammo this is just like the the first one also ammo is it's not scarce but it's scarce enough to where you can't just kill every zombie you see you have to kind of be strategic about when you're gonna fight and when you're gonna try to run past zombies um it's de- ammo is not at all plentiful but you if if you play smart, you you do have enough, um, and again, that's 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 a theme that that's a trope that's common all throughout the Resident Evil games for for the most part. Uh, another awesome thing about this one is that the maps, like just like the map screen when you when you pull up the map to see where you are and where other stuff is, they are much 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 easier to follow than in the first Resident Evil game. Uh, and also when you find a key, you can actually tell by looking at the map, like what you might not be able to tell it's, it's not, it's not very, it's not extremely intuitive, but you can figure out what door the key goes to. Like you find key, you find like this one, you find keys based on card suits. So you find a club, a heart, a diamond, and a spade key. Um, each of those gets its own color on the map. So you, once you kind of figure out what color a key goes to, uh like f- looking at the doors on the map, then you know where to go. As opposed to the first Resident Evil where it doesn't give you any of that. You just find a a shield key and you're like, "Well, which of the 100,000 locked doors that I've come across, which one had a shield on it?" I have I have no clue. I don't remember. That was a big that was a big problem with the first one. Just it, I feel like it it expected you to remember a whole lot more than is reasonable and it's very easy to get lost so just finding where to go and getting from place to place on the first one was really difficult this one they more or less completely solved that problem um the 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 whole setup of the game is really like it feels especially in the early parts like it feels much more kind of like a classic zombie movie um Like they did a great job setting up the atmosphere where you're in this town that's overrun by zombies and you're just trying to survive and and get out. They did a fantastic job with that. The I I won't get really into the story, but for the they they do like it's not a story heavy game, but they do a good job with the story that is there. They they keep it interesting. They kind of expand upon more or less like the lore of Resident Evil and and give you kind of more uh, a, a. better picture of of what happened in the first place and what's going on and who's all behind it and, and this and that. There are kind there are like a few twists here and there that you would probably ex- that, that you know as you would probably expect. There are kind of some one or two sort of mysterious characters that you that you come across that kind of keep things interesting. Um like everything about it is just is just is just awesome. There are so there are not many boss fights in this one which i don't have a problem with because a lot of the times boss fights in resident evil games to me are frustrating because or at least in the in the original ones they're they're frustrating because because of the tank controls like you'll be fighting you'll be fighting some monster that can like, jump around and swing around, or maybe it's giant and it's, like, really hard to dodge. And you have these controls where, like, you have to stand still and just, like, rotate to be able to turn and run in a different direction. It's not very conducive to, like, boss fights in general. I feel like they did a pretty good job with the boss fights in this one. There are not a lot of them. In fact, the f- the first one, like... At one point, I was like, are there even going to be boss fights in this game? Because I played for a very long time before I even came across a single boss fight. But another thing that's cool about it is that they are staggered in like an uneven way. And it feels kind of more natural the way you come across them. It's not like, okay, it's been 45 minutes, probably about time for another boss fight. In this one, I played for uh, quite a while before I even came across the first boss fight. And then the second boss fight was probably less than 15 minutes after the first one. So it kind of keeps you guessing. You you really don't know what to expect. Um it does have so when you beat the game, which I only uh beat the game with Leon. I I played a little bit with Claire, but I just I kind of moved on to other things. I didn't play much of it with her. But so I played as Leon. What's what's awesome is when you beat the game, then it basically like your save becomes like the next per- the beginning of the next person's game, so you will switch disks and then you're gonna play through as clear. Not only does it change the scenario a little bit, but it actually adds some things. Like there's a whole nother there's this is a minor spoiler I guess, uh, and you probably anybody who's seen anything with uh, regarding the Resident Evil Two remake will already probably know about this. There's Mister X which is this kind of just big badass bad guy who you can't kill. And sometimes you'll be walking down a hallway and he just starts coming at you. And you're like, well, f- fuck, my my plans are fucked. I, I can't really do much about this. I just have to run. And that adds kind of another horror element on top of everything. So he opens up when you get to the the second per. As far as I know, it's whoever you play second, he's in their scenario. I... I I could be wrong. It might just be Claire's either way, but I think it's, I think it just depends on whoever your second character to play is. That's where he's going to show up. Uh, again, I might be wrong about that, um, but here's another cool thing though. So you play. So I, as I said, I played Leon and then I played Claire. It's a little bit different, but it's different. Even if you play like Claire first, like her scenario is different different than if you play Claire second same with Leon if you play him first then his scenario as the first person is different from his scenario as the second person a little bit so technically there are four ways you can play through the game you can play Leon first and then Claire or you can play Claire first which will be different and then Leon second which will also be different so they like built in a whole lot of replayability into this, into this game, which is, it took me, I think, about eight hours to finish. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, I, I think, I, I felt like I did really good, but I got a D rating on my playthrough. So, Jesus. so I mean, I finished with like a bunch of extra healing items and a bunch of extra ammo and this and that. But I guess it was because I was mostly because I was so. I, I guess I was a little bit slow. Um seems like most people, it's more like six or seven hours for a playthrough. But um, that is, uh, I thought it was really cool that they, like, there are so many different ways to play through the game. Especially back in 1998, you know, when we didn't have a huge yeah, backlog 100%. to go through. This is like the game, you know, you bought Resident Evil 2, likely this is going to be the one that you're playing for a long time. So it's really cool mm-hmm. that they gave, you know, so many different scenarios to, to get through with it. Um, 100%. I think that's it. Like they they the everything about this one they just they really 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 just nailed it. And I had as I said I'd played the Resident Evil 2 remake. So I kind of had an idea what to expect story-wise. Um, but I wasn't really expecting the gameplay to hold up. I thought it was going to be, you know, fine. I, I wasn't expecting it to hold up as well as it does, which is it's actually really pretty awesome. So uh I got some fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm—I've already ordered uh, Resident Evil Three, so that'll be—that'll be coming up soon. Uh, you know, they're making a remake of Resident Evil Four.
1: No, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, let me see. It's supposed to—it was—I think it was just recently announced. I don't know if it was just announced or if they just showed the first footage of it. It's supposed to come. Okay, it's supposed to come out this coming March. Okay. So maybe I will. I will probably have, uh, at the rate I'm going right now, like I, I'm really, I'm kind of really on a Resident Evil kick. I have a feeling I'll I'll end up playing the original Resident Evil 4 before this remake comes out. Uh, cool. so, so maybe that'll be good timing and then we can kind of talk about uh, both of them.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: but yeah, that's it for me. That's it for Resident Evil 2. Really awesome game. I actually, I had this when it came out. And I think I kind of got stuck at one point kind of early on and I never really I didn't have a guide or anything and I never really f- figured out what to do. And I I don't know I don't know if this was the same thing. There was one part that I did get stuck on which that's another thing. Like I only this one time in my whole playthrough did I actually get stuck and was like I just don't know what to do. It does a really good job of like just kind of keeping you going, even though there's puzzles, they're generally easy enough to solve that you don't really get stuck on one for a long time. It did not have the frustration of like, well, I just, I'm screwed now. Cause I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do, except for this one time. And I found out that basically like I, there was some desk that I hadn't examined closely enough that I had to go like pick up some diary. And then there was something under the diary that I, that you pick up and then you like, it's like something that unlocks something that you got to get through. But the only, the, the only reason I got stuck was because I didn't like realize that I needed to go look at this one particular, particular desk. Um, but overall, like, yeah, they, they did a fantastic job with, with kind of keeping it going and not making it just impossible to figure out what you're supposed to do. So, uh, so, so yes, I don't, I don't remember if that was the same spot that I got stuck when I originally had it, but for some, for some reason, when I had this back, when it, when it came out, I got stuck and didn't get very far. But needless but, but regardless, Resident Evil 2, awesome game, check it out if you if you like this kind of stuff. Cool. Email time? Sounds like it. I think we have I think we have uh looks like two. Okay. Yeah, yes. Here we go. Okay. This is from uh, ninfan237 Ninfan says "Hey, Rob and Jay New listener here And I found your podcast After looking for something to listen to That would be the equivalent Of guys just talking About random games of the past Plus maybe some other random stuff Hey <laughs> That
1: sounds like us That
0: sounds exactly like us Listen, I listened to episode 9 first, alongside Rob's rant slash dislike oh no. of Kingdom Hearts 1, which is completely understandable, at least for Deep Jungle. And I figured this podcast was basically what I was looking for. I'm casually working my way up to the latest episode right now, so it'll be a while before I even hear this email on the podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Anyways, you can, pro- you can probably no doubt tell from my email slash username that I am a uh, Nintendo fan and I got a bunch stored up and I got a bunch stored I got a bunch of stored up video game trivia in my brain that sometimes relates to them. Uh, so here's a fun fact. Did you know that SGI, the guys that made the N64's CPU, originally reached out to Sega? SGI attempted to give the CPU to Sega at first due to the notori- due to the notoriety of being a uh, a high tech company when it comes to video games. However, oh. it was rejected as Sega of Japan was in the midst of Sega Saturn development and was turned down despite the interest it had within Sega of America, CEO Tom Kalinske, especially. So SGI instead went to the Nintendo, went to Nintendo and the rest is history. The more, you know, or not, maybe you guys already knew this and maybe I'm just being a nerd for telling you these things. Anyways, great little podcast of gaming talk, sprinkled with some some chaos slash shenanigans you guys have here, and I hope to listen to more of your hot takes. I mean, thoroughly, awesome. <laughs> I mean thoroughly thought out opinions on games and other stuff. Take take it easy, guys, and keep on gaming, Ninfan. Uh, Thanks for writing in. Yeah, um, no, I did not know that. Jay, did you did you know about that?
1: I didn't know about it either.
0: It's no. interesting. Cool. Thanks, Ninfan. I hope you keep listening, and whenever you get to, whenever you catch up on the 180 or Analog. I guess like 170 more episodes that you have to go, send us another email. Or you can send us one before then.
1: We like to believe it gets better, but some people disagree.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, one more. This one is from... It's gotta be Chase. It's gotta be Chase.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be from yeah, It's gotta be Chase
0: Hello Chase the Night Cleaner here with a quick email It's been a busy work day And I didn't get much chance to think too hard About video games uh, I will say that I Okay I think he got I think he thought that it was game of the quarter today okay. Um, That's okay He says I will say that I owned Quest 64 that I did play it For maybe two hours And that after those two hours I never played it again uh, since, sounds about right. All right, since we're talking about garbage now for my question of the day, what's one household chore you enjoy doing for me, having oh, been a cleaner for a living, I don't mind cleaning bathrooms at all. It's always funny for me because my wife acts like I'm doing her a favor, but to me, it's a pretty easy job as long as you have the right tools and chemicals in the house. Close second fave is vacuuming. Anyway, that's all for me. Thanks for all that you do. Ch- cheers, and talk again soon, Jason Night Cleaner.
1: I I honestly enjoy doing chores for the most part. I'm, I'm wow. very much so a creature of habit. I know it, it's something I've built up over like the last five years. And I wash dishes to alleviate stress. Whenever I'm stressed <laughs> out, I just wash dishes straight up. So uh, whenever there are dishes to wash and I'm feeling some kind of way, I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna wash all the dishes. <laughs> we we don't use the dishwasher in the house. I hand wash everything.
0: You so. are the dishwasher.
1: I am the dishwasher. Generally speaking, my my roommates do do their own stuff uh, as well, but yeah.
0: So you, you so you at least make your roommates clean up their own stuff.
1: Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I'm not going to do that <laughs> shit. I'm just talking about for Lisa. Lisa and I, you know, we trade responsibilities and different things. So yeah.
0: I don't think <clears> there's <throat> a I don't think there's a chore that I like doing.
1: That surprises me.
0: Does it? Does it?
1: Yeah, I figured there'd be something that you really enjoy doing that most people wouldn't would be surprised by.
0: I'm thinking I I don't no, I don't really think there's any chore that I enjoy okay. doing. Is there one that you really hate? Like more than well, like is there I mean, I was going to say more than others, but you seem to like most of them. Is there one that you hate?
1: I'm to think. I think I don't mind doing yard work. Um, I don't mind cleaning the garage. I don't mind doing like hot like uh we're we're building shelves right now for our cat. So like I enjoy doing stuff like that as well. Oh, that's cute. What do I hate doing? I'm not a big fan of like dusting i guess but it's not even like i still just do it oh I don't know. dusting not, is not pretty good. bad yeah it's just it's just annoying and it's it's like i have cystic fibrosis so it's like dusting is always like i have to put on a mask and mm. you know every time i dust i feel like there's just more and more and more i need to dust and i'll just be running around like crazy trying to get everything because you know usually you do it from the top down which means you have to do the ceiling fans which usually if you do the ceiling fans it means you need to vacuum the carpet because you're gonna <laughs> yep. drop dust on the carpet so it's just like whenever I dust, it just turns into an entire ordeal, and it just drives me nuts. So,
0: I when when uh, my wife was pregnant, we uh, our house was a very old house, and yeah. it was built in 1925. And so it you, had, wait,
1: wait wait the house you're in right now.
0: Well, right now we are out of that house. Temporarily, like we we basically tore well, we tore it down and we're rebuilding.
1: Your house is a hundred years old.
0: The what? Well, it It's torn down now, but it was a hundred years old.
1: Crazy.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like the the oldest. It it was the oldest house, like in our whole entire. It was like the first house that was there, like you know, in the area where our neighborhood is. Wow. Um, but uh, so it was very old. So there was lead paint in it. Oh, of course. And we were. We actually like had it checked out, and and like one guy was like, "You don't even have to worry about it. like what you have to worry about is if like 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 in basically houses that are run down and paints chipping off and that's and that kind of stuff like that's when you need yeah. to worry." But we were still trying to be very careful because she was pregnant, and we didn't want like you know like we were very 100%. obsessive about this because we didn't want like something to happen to our kid and like be like well, we could, all we had to do was like. Clean up and dust more, and she would have been better. So, we were very vigilant about dusting the house, and I would dust the entire house once a week.
1: Yeah, top down. I would have done the same fucking thing, honestly.
0: Yes, and it was the most like tedious, boring thing I could. It took an entire day to do. Like, it wasn't a it's not a huge house but like just to get every single thing it took oh, 100%, a whole day disturbing. to do it so like a whole saturday that was my entire day because obviously she she couldn't do it because she was the pregnant nope. one so nope. i just dusted the whole entire house and so that like i dr- absolutely dreaded doing that every week um that was pretty terrible i think i, the, I
1: think dusting as well like you, you can't really tell like after you're done, like if you have to take out the garbage or you like tidy up the house or you know wash the dishes, like there there's results, right? You're just like ah, like everything looks so much better. <laughs> Dusting, it's like you have to look really thoroughly to be like ah, they got the dust off the television and off the blinds and yeah, off the like off the shut like
0: off the oh. fucking shutters and like the top of bookshelves. Yeah, yeah, oh and my stuff.
1: god! Yeah, specifically doing shutters, by the way. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I
0: didn't even think about that. Um, I besides that, the only I think. The only thing that I really dislike is hand. I, I The opposite of you, I hate hand-washing stuff.
1: I like it. I love
0: it. <laughs> I always feel like my, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting my hands dirty and then everything I touch after that, I'm getting that dirty. So I have to, like, wash this and be very careful about what I touch in between grabbing the next thing and all this kind of, like, it just, uh, I just feel like, I feel like I can't come out on top when I'm, when I'm hand-washing.
1: That's how I feel. Anytime I'm cooking with chicken, like like raw chicken, obviously. Oh I'm yeah. Like I don't I don't want to touch anything. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, I feel same. Even if I wash my hands, I'm like, uh, oh, still paranoid about it. Yeah. So good question.
0: Good question. Thank you, Chase, as always. Um, that's it for our emails. Do you have any uh, uh newer games that you've been playing?
1: Uh, I will tell you. I I started playing StarCraft a little bit again. Just, like <laughs> I played a couple games, and it is so funny because the first game I played, I was in Discord with people, and they were watching me play, and like they were asking me questions as I was playing. And the guy I was playing was a very like it was very obvious he wasn't very good. So like I was playing and playing and playing. I'm like, this is I'm like this guy's not very good. So no, wait, I is this is
0: you were playing on somebody. You were on Discord. Were you playing against somebody that you know?
1: No, I was just playing a random on ladder while I was streaming to okay. people in Discord they wanted okay. to watch. <laughs> Yeah, so finish the game, and the guy was bronze. Like, I was not surprised at all. I was like, okay, like cool. Like, you know, like that guy, that totally makes sense. So and, then he,
0: and, then he, and then he spammed your chat with insults and, and uh. racist slurs, I bet. <laughs> that's how uh, it used to legends. be. That's how, that's how StarCraft used to be.
1: I know. It really was. It was brutal. And especially after the game, they would add you and stuff and message you. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, I played another game, like a day later. I was like, oh, "I really want to try doing it. different." I have this really nasty build. If you ever want to get one v one, let me know. Uh I think because both... it is it is disgusting.
0: We know how that's going uh, to turn out. Yeah. Okay. okay no, you want to play StarCraft Two? No, I'm being. I, no, I'm. I'm being serious this time. Oh, okay. Uh, what I mean okay. is, you you will destroy me. Like you you are. So Jay is very very good at StarCraft Two, and you have in StarCraft Two. You've stomped me every single game we've ever played against each other. Remember, even even, even when they had the demo for the first expansion at uh, oh, yeah. whatever, what, what was BlizzCon? the tournament? Yeah, uh, no, 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 not BlizzCon. Uh, MLG? Maybe? MLG, yeah. Okay. And like, neither of us knew what the new units were or anything. We were like, all right, let's play against each other. And this is like, it didn't even make a difference. <laughs>
1: well, I appreciate that. Anyways, so I uh, I played this I played another game and the second game I beat the second guy bet worse than I beat the first guy. Like, I have this I have this build. It's so ridiculous. So what it, well, I'll kind of give you like a breakdown of what it is. So what I essentially do is I one gate and then I proxy stargate really close to their base and I build an oracle. An oracle is okay. basically like the Protoss's banshee, if you will. It's just a very harass heavy unit.
0: It's like a support
1: and, unit. Oh, you know what it is. Okay, I wasn't sure if you knew what it was.
0: So uh, I thought you were telling the listeners. No, yeah, it's a support. It's a basically, it doesn't do much damage, but it's there. It, like, it can do a little damage, but it mostly does things to, like, help out your damage, guys.
1: It's it's really great at harassing. It kills uh, probes or, like, SCVs or whatever you're, you're gathering. Oh, humans. is it good? Okay, really, I didn't know it was good Oh, my that. God, it annihilates them. It kills them in, like, two seconds. If, if, if the beam touches a, a SCV, it's, like, two seconds and they die. It does really? an insane amount of damage. Wait, the Oracle. Uh,
0: am I thinking of the right thing? That's 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 the, that's the support unit, right? Like the one that can make the little force field. Uh, that's the Sentry. The Sentry's a ground unit. That's the, oh, I was thinking of the Sentry. Wait, what's the Oracle then? Proto It's
1: a, it's a flying device. It has a couple different abilities. One of them, it can tra- it can build a trap on the ground if something steps in it. It stasis everything around it. It also has okay. a thing called Revelation, where it, like it's basically like, remember Parasite from War from the Queen, where you like put it on something yeah. you can see that? It's basically like that, but it has a time duration. And then its third ability is, it has energy and it can toggle on a laser beam, and it drains energy whenever it attacks. And it does an obscene amount of damage, but it's like a glass cannon. So it's really great at harassing. It's fast. It has really good acceleration, but it dies in like, okay. you know, it has like 60 health total or something. It's really, really, really light. Uh, so the build is, I proxy a Stargate, I build a center, or I build a, uh, Oracle, you got me saying it now. Yes. and I go to this guy's <laughs> mineral line, and I just, like, kill, like, five or six SUVs. so it's, like, a okay. really good start, so I build a second one, and I have, the- I have one of them hovering on the south side of his base, and I fly it in to draw his Marines over. And then the second he does that, I pull away and I bring the other one from the north and I kill like another six SCVs. And I'm doing that like three or four times and and I'm just like killing a couple SCVs here and there, a couple. And then eventually like he starts building Vikings, getting really frustrated. Meanwhile, I'm I'm on three base with Colossi about to walk at this front door. And I uh, hallucinate Colossi. But so not only Vikings. is he,
0: like, f- having to deal with all this fucking shit, then, oh, you, yeah. s- then you walk up with three Colossi. <laughs> I,
1: I have Colossi, and then the best part is I hallucinate other more Colossi so that his Vikings will kill the hallucinations first. So uh, And also the hallucinations. I hate you just listening mines. to this. Bro's brutal. So I beat the guy. He was diamond one. <laughs> <laughs> I went from bronze I he was to diamond so pissed. one game. Yeah, I I was very like he didn't say anything. The guy I beat in bronze, he was like you know GG like well played or whatever. The guy in diamond didn't say fucking. Nope. Guy <laughs> I couldn't believe it though. I was like I was expecting the guy to be like silver or something because like it like not to like boast, but it was like it was so easy. Like the guy, it, there was not a single moment. And actually, at one point, by the way, I had a really good observers on the map, and I saw his dropships coming in. And I had blink, and I sniped two <laughs> full dropships before they even deployed like more than two units each. It was so brutal.
0: Holy shit! But
1: it was it was great. It was a good time. That so is brutal. It was a very one sided one sided fight. But I just could, I'm going to play more probably in the near future. But it was just really fun. Let
0: me so know that. if you do. I'd like to watch
1: okay yeah i love that i love i love watching people i love explaining the game too because like my brother was just like blown away because there was one point where like the guy had a lot of siege tanks and i just I, I probably had like a 30 or 40 supply difference mm-hmm. but i'm not going to walk up a hill into siege tanks because that's like obviously that's just throwing and i was yeah. trying to explain it to him because i like if you go uphill into siege tanks when they have like a you know uh infrastructure wall you're just you're just throwing the game so right yeah it's all a lot of fun
0: yeah don't walk uphill into siege tanks
1: these tanks are brutal
0: I don't think I've been, Anyways, I don't, <laughs> excuse me. I don't think, let me pull up steam to see if there's anything new. Oh, I, I did. I, I did get, you know, this, uh, back on a little bit of a Slay the Spire kick. Oh, you're playing. Not, not now. Cause I I'm playing monkey Island and, and okay. basically like, you know, just stuff for the podcast, but I played for a solid two weeks, um, probably starting, I guess, right about at, when we record after we recorded The last episode okay. uh, That Remember I sent you the picture Sent you the screenshot yeah. um, That was like in the middle of my Of my feverish Slay the Spire Return the
1: addiction it's so fun
0: Yeah um, I haven't played in about A week and a half now but I I did play that quite a bit and got kind of sucked Back into it for a little bit and I, I Beat a couple I think I'm on Ascension Four maybe uh, three, or oh, nice. four, Good. three or four Three or four Um, and I kind of got stuck again, but, uh, I had a lot of fun with it regardless. Um, my
1: dad's on 14 right now.
0: (laughs) It's so funny. He loves it. Uh, I love like how, like he doesn't play games, but then there's just this one that he just becomes awesome at.
1: (laughs) he's hard stuck 14 too. He's like, mm-hmm. somebody's like, yeah, like I, he's like, I'm making progress. Like sometimes I'll do like really well. And I'll make it to act three. And then other times I'll just die to the first act over and over and over. I'm like, yep. That sounds like fire. Like you're, you're going through a rough learning curve. Like every single time that's how it's going to be. Yep. So,
0: um, yeah. Okay. So what, what else do we have to talk about? I think that's pretty much it we have. Okay. So game of the quarter, uh, is our next episode. We're playing Quest sixty four, as uh, Chase alluded to in his email. Um, Jay and I are both playing it. Qu- Qu- uh, Game of the quarter is where we can play it ahead of time. We both play it, and we would and we like you know our listeners. If anybody else wants to play it, just do it and write in an email about it, and we'll kind of incorporate that into our discussion. Um, Jay, what's up, sir? What, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. What do you think about doing our next episode in like two weeks instead of three since we're a little bit behind just because it's game of the quarter so we don't get caught um, with less time for the next game of the quarter? Is that too, okay. is that too hard?
1: Uh, it might be. I mean, I, th- I think we can kind of plan for it. And then if we need to make any changes to it, I think that might be okay as long as you're cool with it.
0: Okay, yeah. So, like, for me, it's 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 easy because I already have another game that I can talk about. And actually, I've You're already played. I've already played Quest sixty four also. Like, I've somehow managed to. Be- oh,
1: did you beat it?
0: No, I didn't. Oh, you don't want to say? Okay. I've I've managed to squeeze in a lot of games lately. So, like, for me, I could I could do the damn episode tomorrow. Um, okay. So, like, if you are able to do it in a couple weeks, let's do that. But if not, then we'll just do three weeks as as usual
1: sure let's plan for it and then all the you
0: know opening anything changes okay so okay. any so our listeners who if you want to get an email try to get it in if if you want to make sure that your email is in for the episode um get it in with like like in less than 2 weeks from now like we would like i would say maybe the weekend of the 30th like sometime maybe the 30th or October 1st or October 2nd would be when we are going to record next if we are able to hit the two-week mark. If not, it'll be the week after that. So if you want to 100% get your email in for that episode, just write in by then. Um, And we may or may not record that weekend or take an extra one. And, uh, you know, of course, if you you are late playing it or late sending in an email, we'll still read it. It just won't be on the episode that we talk about uh, the game. So... That's Quest 64. One other kind of minor uh, quick announcement. Uh, we are no longer part of the HP Video Game Part uh, Podcast Network. Uh, HP being Handsome Phantom, they they like to call it, just, they, they kind of just like to abbreviate it, HP Video Game Podcast Network. We were... Uh, when did we when were we a part of that <laughs> when do we even know anymore time is
1: going way way too fast so i can't even tell you anymore
0: when did we start being well it's been a few years right like two, yeah i think so two maybe maybe 3 something like that um and uh we've just decided to that we want to just kind of be independent once again we didn't, like there's we didn't have any problems with them or anything all the guys were there were great um you know we met Josh and Vaughn from IndiePod, from uh, from doing this, and we love those guys. Like nothing. My my point is, there's no drama. Nothing went down. We just decided that we want. Like Jay and I talked about it, and like I kind of thought it would be nice if we were uh, like independent again. I I I don't know if I really want to be part of a network anymore. And I told Jay, and Jay, you were cool with it too. Yep. And uh, we just kind of told them that uh, we're going to go uh, do our own thing once again. And, and the, the handsome fandom guys were, were perfectly fine with that. So, uh, so again, nothing happened. We're just – and it doesn't affect anything except for – I get, well, the only thing it will affect is that you're not going to uh, – you shouldn't be hearing commercials at the beginning and the end of episodes uh, anymore. That being said, this is the first episode we've done since we've moved podcasting platforms from the one we were using with them so it is possible that there might be some technical difficulties given the switch but but as far as i know everything is set up properly so there shouldn't have been any problems with you getting this episode there shouldn't be any problems with the episode and and there shouldn't be commercials anymore uh anyway huh I said easy enough. Yeah, easy enough. But besides, basically, besides commercials, it doesn't affect anything whatsoever uh, with us. So I just thought I'd uh, mention that so everybody knows. Um, but do, 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 do. I think that's it. So uh, follow us at Class ClassGamesCast. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm uh, at King Octavius. Leave us awesome reviews on iTunes. It's very helpful for us. It's also even more helpful just to tell your friends to listen to us. Our uh, email is mail at classicgamingpodcast.com if you want to write in for about Quest 64 for Game of the Quarter or if you just want to write in about anything else whatsoever. And I think that wraps it up, Jay. Say bye okay. to everybody. <laughs> Take
1: care, everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, thanks, y'all. We'll, we'll be back in two or three weeks. going
1: to be five weeks. <laughs>